Welcome back to Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. Uh, I'm Parker, and that's Brendan. Like and subscribe. Uh, like this video in particular, and our last video, and the one before that, and then the one after this. Uh, and follow us along on TikTok, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, all the things. Uh, yeah. This week, we wanted to do a link to the show. Take a look at, uh, in this case, two movies we've missed. We wanted to do a special uh, Ari Aster episode, uh, since we are doing kind of doing another... A twenty four week, yeah. Um, and so Brennan and I both watched uh, Hereditary and Midsummer for the first time. For the first time, and this is kind of unique. So this is this is coming from two guys who generally don't watch horror movies. Number yeah. one, yeah. Uh, even more unique because I love horror movies. I like the horror genre quite a bit, and I'm really bad at watching them. <laughs> Uh, and whereas you are not a big horror fan and yeah. rarely watch them. So this is going to be kind of a weird, unique situation. So, just so we're clear, and I think I've mentioned this before, but just, you know, to make it very clear, uh, I, it is not that I don't like, or sorry, I think the horror genre in general is rife with bad movies. You know, <laughs> most of the horror movies that are put out are put out because horror movies are low budget or can be low budget. They're sure. easy to make. So a lot of horror movies that come out in a year are bad and aren't worth watching. Uh, so I generally avoid the genre that way. I'm also a huge baby. Um, so if something is truly terrifying, it will cause me to lose sleep. Um, so that's not ideal. Uh, but I also don't like missing out on good movies. Yeah. So my thing has always been that I tend to watch maybe one or two horror movies a year. Um, when I know which are the good ones and, and which ones I should really go out yeah, of my way yeah. to see. Um, but yeah, I would probably describe myself as not enjoying the genre. So well, it is how, very how interesting you, to hear you, you say you like it. Yeah, well, how, before we go there, how do you suss out what you're supposed to see? Basically, you it's, think you should it's see? based on reviews and based on what people have told me. Okay. Um, so, uh, so my dad likes uh, horror movies. Uh, uh, him and my stepmom tend to watch them a fair amount and do actually want to be scared. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not into that. Um, they will tell me which ones are scary. And so typically then that means I avoid those ones. Even if they, like if they've truly found something terrifying, especially when they're watching it at home on their couch, I'm a little more like, okay, we got to be really careful with this one. Um, my uncle as well is a big horror movie guy. And so yeah. I typically talk to him about this, uh, about which ones I should see, uh, partially because he's a, um, uh, he likes films in the same way I do. He watches plenty of garbage horror movies and he'll be the first to tell you that. Um, <laughs> but he also kind of has a, a finger on the pulse of probably what I would enjoy when it comes to horror. Um, so it, it's a lot of personal reviews and recommendations. Uh, the other big one is uh, is Connor, our resident A24 expert. Um, he has a, a decent idea. He likes horror movies as well quite a lot and, and I'll rely on him. Yeah. Um, my buddy CJ has the exact same taste as me, though, in terms yeah. of we are both terrified. <laughs> so if he saw something and was truly terrified, yeah. um, then I know that I will likely have a similar reaction. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So he gives me a good barometer for scariness. Um, uh, and if he's gone, typically, if there's something that we know we need to see, we'll go together. Sure. Uh, so he actually watched Hereditary and Midsummer with me. Yeah, uh, he had seen Midsummer, or he had seen uh, Hereditary before, and so he told me when I asked him about it that 
Uh, he's like, you need to understand that there is literally no one else on earth that I would do this for. Uh, <laughs> and so we had to like pick a day because he was like, I need to be uh, aware and ready that I might not sleep well that night. So am I okay to go into the next day yeah. with like no sleep? Yeah. So okay, okay. Shout so, out CJ, thanks, bro. <laughs> so you, you okay? You have a you have a system. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, yeah. I guess it is a little surprising. I do. I I enjoy it as a genre because I at the end of the day, kind of like you, I don't want to miss out on things like The Shining. Or sure, Carrie. Uh, like, yeah. that's the stuff I kind of grew up with. Right? Like the first like, It movie, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, I, I still so. watched that. Oh, it's really good. Clowns, man. I can't do it. Ugh. Like that's the thing. It's like I'm also a giant baby. Yeah, oh, totally. Just a sure. huge baby about it. But my family weaponized fear. Oh boy. <laughs> you know they they would. That's the stuff they would actually scare me with. Uh, very famously, I I can't watch the thriller music video without clenching. Oh boy. <laughs> and that was the thing that until I was like twelve, I couldn't watch it until I was like twelve. Yeah. And so the horror genre is. I have a love-hate relationship with it mm-hmm. because you, again, you don't want to miss out on good films, and you don't want to miss out. And then, and the curiosity gets the better of me. Sure, totally. Right? Like I would, I the fear that I lived with for for two years walking alone with trees, I wouldn't trade that away for not experiencing Blair Witch the way I experienced it. Sure, sure, sure. Right? Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, so I I enjoy it, and I and I grew up in the '80s, so I a horror icon. It's, you know, oh yeah, Freddy totally. Krueger's, Jasons, and and all of that stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah, I love it. And and a lot of my movie guys, uh, I, you had a shout out to Connor, uh, CJ there. I want to shout out my, my my friend Keith. He's the horror guy. Oh yeah, watched everything under the sun. And that's uh, we used to do. Uh, I think they still do it. I don't get to do it anymore, living away from them. But he do a horror marathon every Halloween, and it's like the most finely curated playlist for, <laughs> for a day. Yeah. I love it. And he took so much care and time for that stuff and uh, gave me a appreciation for that stuff that I didn't think I had. Sure, sure, so, sure, yeah, sure. I'm a big fan. That's cool. That's pretty sweet. Um, uh, yeah. So Ari Aster made uh, Hereditary and then Midsummer, Yeah. Uh, and then has done nothing else. Uh, I'm sure he will be... something's coming. Yeah, yeah. He actually... Yeah, he does have something. I can't remember what it was now. Anyway... But yeah, he's got something in the in the works yeah. uh, for sure. Um, so it's probably like uh, another Ant Man movie or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what he's switching to. He's gonna do he's gonna do Ant Man four. Um, uh, yeah. So Hereditary was awful. Uh, not in terms of an actual movie. The movie was quite well made. Uh, <laughs> But I had a really, really hard time. Um, it's a two, just over two-hour runtime, um, and for the first probably hour and forty-five, maybe even hour fifty, I was totally fine. Like, no real yeah. problems. There's some tension that is really nicely built up. Yeah. Um, it is very clearly a movie about grief and handling grief <laughs> and um, and guilt. And I like I probably even say yeah, survivor's guilt. Yeah. Um, and in, in family dynamics um, and all of that is played out brilliant, brilliantly in that first hour and 50 minutes and then the, the whole the start thing button. just goes to hell and I was like crippled I was in a ball <laughs> just losing it uh, and yeah I uh, I basically didn't sleep uh, my wife and I tend to put on sleep music on our 
Google smart speaker at night. Uh, so when I got upstairs and went to bed, that was still running. And I was like, okay, this is fine. And I actually managed to sleep like right away. And I think it was because of that music, cause I wasn't thinking too much, you know, but I wake up at like 1am. I realized you were on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Shut up. Um, and, uh, and the music's off and I'm like, this is fine. This is fine. And it was like two hours of just not being able to do anything. <laughs> just dead silence. Oh yeah. Dead silence. It's a finally, I was like, okay, no, I can't, I can't deal with this. So I went on my phone and I got the speaker to start playing some sleep music again. Um, but it like speaks out loud in the Google voice. It says a couple <laughs> things and I was like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, and I think I had to tell it. Oh yeah. I had to tell it to stop playing in like 45 minutes. And it was like, music will stop playing. And, and I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And my wife rolls over, <laughs> wakes up, and goes, um, hey, Google, stop playing. And I was like, oh, fine. It's, it's, it's good. I guess I just won't sleep at all tonight. It sounds like an entirely real like – it sounds like a Curb Your Enthusiasm bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a mess, dude. It's a mess. Uh, and then after that, I was fine. So the first night was hell. Uh, and, then, uh, and then from there on, I was fine. But, man, what – Frankly, what a masterpiece of a film. Uh, it is really, really, really well done. Um, it's a little strange to me that they get the messed up looking kid to just be the demon. You know, like, <laughs> that's uh, maybe I a was, little on the nose. I was I was really uh, shocked to find out how old that kid actually is. Yeah, because isn't she like... She's 20 now. 20 now. Which means she was 16 then? Okay, actually, that doesn't shock, shock me too much. Because yeah, what is she supposed to be? Like, her character's probably, what, like 12? I was younger than that. I thought yeah. it was like 8 or 10, but I, I don't know anymore. Yeah, totally. Uh, but uh, but you're right. It's a little strange. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I actually had the, the first decapitation spoiled for me at some capacity. Sometime in the last few years since the movie had come out. Mm -hmm. So, I wasn't surprised when that happened. I was absolutely shocked that the brother goes inside the house and then just leaves the corpse in the car. Uh, and that, like, the feeling of dread that just crept over me, hearing his his parents get ready, and his mom in particular get ready for work, and they hear the door slam and, like, the car beep, and she goes out there, and then the blood-curdling scream. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? Who hurt you, Ari? <laughs> Like why do you why do you make this? There was oh. a I, we we had watched an interview with him earlier, mm -hmm. uh, and that was the first question that he got. Uh, the 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 interviewer had just finished watching this for the first time. Yeah, and he was interviewing him, and the first question was like, "Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> is everything yeah. fine? Because <laughs> that movie is horrendous." Yeah, um, but you're right. I I was uh, I was. Pleasantly surprised because it was some. It wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Okay, what did you think? Uh, uh, when I see the trailers and stuff like that, and I think it's because we've been inundated with uh, horror movies like Conjuring, The Orphan, those things. Sure. The use of children in that way. Oh, okay. So, um, I thought it was gonna be more ghosty. Okay. Okay. Right. Sure. I, I thought the 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 demon thing was kind of a nice touch. Yeah. Uh, so, in in the sense of the the kid being the demon, it didn't catch yeah. me off guard because of 
I think of everything else I've been inundated with. Sure. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't just that. What do you, what do you mean? That it was also like, a the, cult? That or? It, the, yeah, that it wasn't just a ghost story or, oh, uh, sure. or a possession story yeah. or something like that. I enjoyed the idea that it was more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was more depth or literally there was more plot? More plot and yeah. depth, both. I, I'd give you both. Okay. I'd okay, fair enough. For sure. Um, yeah, that last 10 minutes, though, 10, 15 minutes is is absolutely horrific. Um, the There's a few moments that just really stick and are never leaving my brain. Um uh, there's a the scene where Tony Collette is floating in the attic yeah. and just like sawing away at her head, and yeah, that's that's stuck uh, in there. Yeah, the look in your eyes already. Oh yeah, just <laughs> horrific. Uh, think- and then the other thing is is like literal moments before where she is, you hear the hammering on the attic yeah. uh, door, and then it's it flips to her, and it's her like stuck to the ceiling, slamming her head against it over and over again. Yep. That's that's it for me, you know. Yeah, and I think it it speaks to the the quality of movie that you've given your review, and it's mostly of how it's made you feel. Yep. Right. Like I think obviously we could talk about the great performances and all that stuff, but I think speaking about how it makes you feel is is kind of the best thing you could ever talk about in a movie. And you're right, that tenseness. Oh yeah, is insane. I think the best thing that you could think about, like you could. It feels like you're in a box for the first hour and 50 minutes. Mm. It's claustrophobic. It's yeah. tense. You're sweaty. Uh, and then the box gets let open. But it's not freeing at all. No. Because you don't know where you are. You don't know what's going on. You don't know who's around you. And all this stuff is happening in front of you. And you're just trying to catch your breath. Yeah. Oh, and totally. the gas pedal is absolutely on. Yeah. And it's soul crushing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was a, uh, it, it was a ride. For sure, yeah. uh, it was it was hell. Um, <laughs> uh, very again, very very well crafted film. Yeah. Um, I, props to, to Ari, but man, especially I, as a first film. Yeah, I think I, it, that's a great point. Yeah, um, because I just I don't think that he, like he very clearly understands how to put together a story that is tense and, and yeah, dramatic yeah. and. Uh, but again, there's a there's a deeper meaning there. You know, like there there's there's a lot more. A lot of layers to it, and there's a lot of levels that you can really it works on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, extremely impressive. Again, as a first film. Yeah, I think it's just like a weird steady hand thing too, because again, with a movie like that, especially a horror film, you have every excuse in the world to to go all out or to to take a lot of liberties in terms of big scares or cheap scares and sure. all that stuff. And he just didn't. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely, absolutely. He had a steady hand the whole way through. He knew exactly what he wanted to do, and it was it's 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 a little bit deft. Yeah, the way he handles. It. And I thought I'm like well, for a first time film guy, that's that's pretty amazing. That's to rein that yeah. kind of control in in that setting because you have every out in the world to just start popping up stuff. Yeah. and making me shit my pants. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, great, incredible performances. Uh, yeah. you know, my my uncle once mentioned to me that that horror in some cases, uh, doesn't really showcase an actor's range. Uh, and, and depending on the horror film, it's because all they're doing is reacting to things. Sure. Uh, so there is a level of that that I think is true for the genre where um, it, it can be fairly easy for, for an actor just because basically you're screaming at one thing and then you're screaming at another thing and then you're screaming at another thing. Yeah. But I didn't find that at all in Hereditary. Yeah. And I think he would also not find that where um, it's... 
it, it it's very clearly they are they are dealing with trauma and uh, and loss and trying to come to terms with that and trying to figure that out and and you can see those emotions play across the face you can see um, uh, how the characters are reacting to it uh, and then on top of that there is actually horrific things that they are having to react to <laughs> yeah. and that's where you get the reactions and the sort of over the top maybe not over the top but just pure terror kind of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. um but it's the uh it's everything leading up to that that really showcases uh, what a masterpiece this movie ends up being which is so weird to say because i don't want to think about something that horrific being a masterpiece like oh god yeah and i think again i think it speaks to the quality of movie where you have two guys who are trying to fight this thing tooth and nail sitting here glowing over it oh yeah, yeah. totally <laughs> totally i want nothing to do with it <laughs> no yeah i don't it's a i don't know that i watch it again i as I, good as it is or anything like that it would be it would have to be a special occasion yeah i almost certainly would not yeah. um you know like just this is mostly for keith because now if you put that on a playlist for yeah horror day like i just don't know what i'm going to do with myself <laughs> don't put that evil on me ricky bobby <laughs> um uh and and actually in props to CJ uh, that's exactly what he told me he said I, I love this movie and it's an incredible movie but I never want to watch it well, again CJ is a true ride or die uh, oh yeah no kidding no kidding um, but but again it just shows that it, it is it is loved but there's plenty of people that have been yeah. traumatized by it yeah. so um, which is interesting just to sort of pivot then yeah, let's do it. Uh, because I found the the vibes are very different in midsummer uh, and I think everyone found that. Yeah. But um, first of all, the, one of the big things that really surprised me is I found the traumatic parts of Midsummer were immediately. Yeah. Um, I think the most traumatic part of that movie is the first five minutes. Um, and it's the sister and the parents and, uh, and those reveals coming up. Sure. Um, uh, now, for context, I was lucky enough to watch the director's cut of Midsummer. I did not. Um, so there, I did have an extra twenty-five minutes of film that you did not see. Yeah. And my understanding is, is the uh, those twenty-five minutes are mainly um, uh, conversations between Danny and Christian. That's Florence Pugh and Jack Rayner's characters. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, as far as general plot, we're not going to have any problems. Um, but. Uh, I found the the actual suicide of the sister and her killing the parents was again horrific. Um, partially, the the image of the sister with the the mask duct taped to her yeah. is never ugh, that's just stuck in there as well. Um, but I just couldn't. I spent the whole movie not really comprehending and could never get over why she killed her parents as well. Yeah. Um, and so that was a lot to to deal with. Yeah. Um, and then immediately following that with the um, emotional manip manipulation of Jack Rayner's character of just treating Florence Pugh like garbage. And uh, uh, yeah, again, emotional manip manipulation was the, the, the contrast of those two things was awful. Yeah. Uh, and just ripped my heart apart. <laughs> um, and then followed with a movie that was you know, not traumatizing in the same ways, but still horrific and like that steady feeling of dread. And I'm like, you've already hurt me. Like, what more can you take? <laughs> um, but great movie. The other thing was, I was surprised at how funny Midsummer was. Yeah. Um, anytime that uh, Will Poulter, Will Poulter <laughs> yeah. was on screen, 
uh, it was hilarious. And I, I'm not sure if it was intentionally hilarious. I think it was. Like, I think it was exactly what he was supposed to be cutting the tension a yeah, bit. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but it, but it, some of it feels, feels a little out of place. But I think that was part of the problem too is I feel things were safe almost. You know, I'd laugh a little bit and be like, oh, ho, ho, ho. They wouldn't do anything <laughs> to him. Oh, God, they did something to him, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, I think you 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 hit a lot of really good points too. So I had the unfortunateness of watching them back to back. Oh, like literally the same day, same night. Oh boy! Like in the, in the middle of the night, I did Hereditary back to back with Midsummer, and I did it in that order: Hereditary first, Midsummer. I also did that order. Probably yeah. had four or five days in between, <laughs> so I had some recovery time. Uh, I think you make a great point about the imagery of the the, the first five minutes, mm-hmm. and I think it absolutely sucks you right into the movie, and not in a in a in a way where you're like you feel like you're a part of the movie, but you're it. it it keeps you there, and it's a weird feeling. Yeah, uh, you do feel like a weird out of body watching, watching this from afar, kind well, of a thing. And I felt like I should feel bad for witnessing. This. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, like yeah. like I was gawking at a at a horrific crime or car crash. Like or you something. wanted to tell somebody and you couldn't. Yeah, you know, like you wanted to report it and you don't know who to report it to because it's obviously not real. Yeah, totally. Uh, so there's a weirdness to it, but it completely sucks you in. Uh, my thing was how. Hereditary was like a box, claustrophobic, tense. Uh, I had the absolute opposite with Midsummer because it was it's wide open and it's freeing, but like there was like a crazy feeling of isolation, like you're in the middle of the ocean on like a single person boat, and yeah. Nothing is around you and you can't see anything, so it's like it's not claustrophobic, but you felt completely lost. Yeah, and that was a huge swing to have in one night. Totally. Uh, yeah. One night. Uh, and that was not a great night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think the other interesting thing is if you told me it was the same guy that made the both movies, I don't think I'd believe you. I would completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. They are very different. Now, interestingly, though, I think Ari has must have some issues with grief or loss um, because clearly that's what He's those working through something. Those both of those movies are about is grief. Yeah. Um, uh, so. You know, that's his wheelhouse right now. And I'm like, why? Like, again, are you okay? Yeah. You know, because holy smokes. Yeah. Um, I I think that you are, like, they, they feel like very different films. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the other thing with, with Midsummer is I find that so much of the uh, uh, drama of it is drug-assisted, which is interesting. Sure. Um, that uh, they're drugged either... Uh, like in some cases, sort of against their will, or or at least they're not explicitly informed. Um, so you know, I don't know if they necessarily all the characters would have been against being drugged, but yeah. they definitely didn't know. Yeah, you know. So, um, uh, and so some of that there's this feeling of unreality to some of it. Um, but I also find it's it's weird because of as like clearly the characters are going through a sense of unreality and not being totally clear on what's real. Um, but I think that. As an audience, we are very, very clear that everything that's going on is real. Um, sure. And I think that that plays to the movie's strengths, that if, if the audience went through the same sort of drug haze, uh, it would be a little bit harder for us to say, well, this is all actually happening. Um, uh, but he doesn't do any of the dream sequence stuff. It's all like, nope, this is exactly how that's it played exactly out. It. And that's 
unsettling, uh, given that I think that the the easy solution for another um, uh, another filmmaker would be, yeah, let's throw some really messed up stuff in <laughs> in a dream sequence or yeah. in a drug haze or something, and then they won't know. But art doesn't rely on that at all. He's just like, yeah, let's show exactly yeah, what's going on. Yeah, such control. Totally. And control over an audience and then their emotions and everything they're feeling all at once. And he's so hyper aware of that yeah. that it's insane to me. Uh, at least it feels like he's absolutely aware of what he's trying to do to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, I struggled uh, mightily. Like, I, I wish I'd, I'd given it the days in between. Oh, yeah. If you ask me now which one I liked more, I would be like, I will never watch either of them again because of the swing that I had to watch to sure. sit through it. And I wish I'd given myself a couple of days. And I think I'd say Midsummer, maybe. Yeah. And I, I still don't know. And I, I I feel bad because I don't know that I'm going to ever go back to it just to be able to to give you that answer. To know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> to give you that answer. For me, it was definitely Midsummer, And I think partially that's, I don't think it's necessarily a better movie if really the chips are down. Um, but I think I would just enjoy watching Midsummer more. Uh, it's 300% less decapitation. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so there was still some stuff in Midsummer that I did not need to see. Uh, the, uh, the two old folks jumping off the cliff, yeah. I knew what to expect. Or didn't know, but like, you know, you see what's going to happen. You're like, oh yeah, these people are going to kill themselves. Like long before Florence sure. Pugh knows, you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I didn't need to see the up close mallet smashing that guy's head. No. Uh, so that was something that I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll close my eyes a bit here. <laughs> um, uh, but other than that, uh, yeah, I pretty much would be able to watch Midsummer again without too much of a problem, sure. at least because it wasn't as horrifying. Yeah. The other thing was, is it was they had some jokes in there, so I felt a little more safe. Um, uh, but I also think that. Each member of the main cast was incredible. Yeah. I think that's true for Hereditary, but I honestly, I think I was ended up being more impressed with the Midsummer cast. Um, uh, partially, I think so much of it comes down to Florence Pugh. Um, and the fact that she is able to display, first of all, the grief and emotion, everything she's going through. She's trying to be a supportive girlfriend, uh, and so which makes the emotional manip- manipulation um, from Jack Rayner's character, so much worse. Um, she just seems like a like a normal person. Well, so many of the people in Hereditary, I, I just, as much it's as not relatable. Yeah, as yeah. much as I think that their actions are human and are uh, not exactly um, too far removed from what could or or might have already happened, or yeah. you know, um, I just don't see it. It seems inhuman to me. While everything everyone did in, in Midsummer. Yeah feels like a, a pretty normal reaction. And I think that's what made it that much better for me is that sure, yeah. the the ramp up is and the decisions that are made in that ramp up seem normal. Yeah, it's just um, a different kind of horrifying, right? Totally. Yeah, totally. Like a relatable horrifying yeah. is way worse. Well, and, you know, I got to the end of it and I watched it with my wife and with CJ and, um, and I had just completely missed the fact that she was going to stay with the cult. Um, uh, and I fully thought that maybe, like, I think part of me, I think, was just holding on to the hope that um, that Danny was going to be able to get out still. That this was just a, an act still. That yeah. that she was like, yeah, I picked, you know, <laughs> Christian to go get burned alive, but um, uh, but it's fine because I'm going to get the cops. Yeah. Uh, and they had to sort of break it to me. They're like, 
no, like she's there now. Like that's her family now. She's sticking around. Yeah. And that was, you know, again, the fact that it, it, it kind of sort of, I needed someone else to walk me through that yeah. just showed how invested I was in her and how you were rooting for her. Well, and how I got duped, you know, I just didn't <laughs> see the switch with her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's crazy to me that a movie that ultimately ends up being about Florence Pugh joining a cult is, uh, at its core, a movie about removing toxic people from your life, you know? And not just that, but, like, I I think we you touched on it earlier with the, the grief stuff, but I always, it always feels like there's, there's, uh, it's open for interpretation post-grief in both movies. Sure, sure. And with Hereditary, you're talking about, um, you're talking about the, the grief and the, I found that there was like a weird pressure from your, your parents passed down. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I don't know where that comes from for me, but like, it's just like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I picked up on that. And then even this, uh, you could kind of see it. Yeah. You and I had talked about the toxic relationship stuff. I had read an interview with Ari where he was like, it's not just about removing toxic people. The movie is about uh, maybe the family you think you have isn't the family you should have. Mm, and, yeah. and and finding your family. I'm like, that's a really fucked up way of thinking about it. and Or at least, that's a really fucked up way of showing it. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> joins the cult and you said this is the family she should have. Well, that's exactly it, right? I think and then that it's solidified by this, the crying scene. Yeah. We, you know, she's like, oh, we feel what you feel kind of a thing. This is where you Oh, belong. where she's crying and then and all then the rest of them yeah, start crying? Too. Sorry, then, yeah. yeah. That's that, you know, we feel what you feel. This is where you belong. We support you in everything that you do. Yeah. I'm like, that's really fucked up yeah 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 there's, you, there we, we there's other there's i think you know i can watch the original jumanji and feel the same way about family like, I don't... <laughs> well and i think nobody is set on fire yeah yeah <laughs> there's levels of it too where it talks about um you know how uh how a cult even uh even if you look at it from that surface a level um, praise on weak people, sure. Um, or praise on grieving people, or or people that are struggling, you know. Um, uh, but it, but beyond even the cult, it talks about how uh, stronger people or groups prey on grieving people. You know, there's been uh, there's plenty of um, research that's been done and uh, about how you know people join churches or any sort of group um, after they've gone through something traumatic because they realize they need something else in life, you know, and um, uh, and obviously, I'm not saying churches are, are toxic by any means, um, but I am saying that those groups, there is a reason that they do attract people that are hurting. Um, and and again, again, it's not even necessarily a religion thing. It could be someone gets into knitting, <laughs> or uh, they they join a soccer rec league kind yeah. of thing. Um, but but people do seek out others that are willing to support. And and I think that there is plenty of situations outside of cults. <laughs> Uh, where some of the people in that group are uh, toxic, even in in how they're supporting, you know, that they're they're manipulative in, in yeah. how they bring people in. I do think the message is supposed to be that Danny's going to be a happier person at the end of this, sure. but really, you know. Like... <laughs> now that being said, this festival happens once every hundred years, yeah. so they're not going to do it again. Uh like at least the whole festival, no. anyway. You know, the, the the culling of the elderly seems to happen all the time, or like every year, anyway. So, yeah, like she'll have to deal with that. But 
other than that, their lives seem pretty decent. So maybe she will be happy. Coming to the theater near you. Yeah. Summer too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just the old people dying. Just, the old, yeah. just two hours of it. God. Um, yeah, so I, I would probably say if I really, you know, gun to head sort of situation, I would probably say Hereditary is probably a better made film. Um, but I will, uh, I like Midsummer significantly more. I really like the way you put that. That's a really, really good way of saying it. And I usually like better made films better. Almost sometimes. Well, and I think, you know, I would tend to, but it's just the trauma of Hereditary that I never want to watch that movie. It's, uh, it's definitely, it's stuck with me. Both of them. Both. And I, I just don't know, man. I like it's, I know it's been a couple of weeks since good. I, and then all of it still makes my stomach like jump yeah turn and turn and i'm like oh, I just... in my mind it'd be midsummer yeah i don't want to say gun to my head because if a poor theme episode for that yeah i don't want to put that out <laughs> in the world yeah <laughs> totally uh yeah uh, but i i could easily be i could easily see myself on any given day having switched that switch that answer oh totally yeah um so i guess what this really comes down to is for me ari aster Incredible job. And as much as I hate to say it, I will likely be seeing his next film. Yeah. You know, regardless of what it is. And that's the worst part is that there's probably not anything he can do that will keep me from seeing his movie. Yeah. Which sucks because I will be miserable. <laughs> uh, and I will also be miserable. My, my fear, my biggest fear is if somebody gave this guy a budget. <laughs> and we've talked about it before in terms of... Uh, of of what a creative can do with a proper budget. Yeah. I, I shudder to think what this guy could do with a proper budget. Oh, yeah. I, it, I, I, I might not. I don't know. <laughs> I bet you shudder to think what he could do with clowns, too, man. <laughs> Ari Aster's Clownville. <laughs> Coming to a theater near you. Uh, my Audi just became an Indian. <laughs> <laughs>